Welcome back to the OU's Mishnah Yomis. My name is Jack Abramowitz. Today we are continuing in the first chapter of Masechus Megillah, and today we will be studying Mishnayas Tes and Yud. And we are getting close to the end of our series of Ein Bains, things that are similar except for one difference between them. So Mishnah Tes tells us, Ein Bain Kohen Meshuach B'Shemen Hamishcha L'Meruba Begadim Ela Par Haba Al Kol Hamitzos so a Kohen could become Kohen Kadol in two different ways. One is that he could be anointed with the special anointing oil, and the other, when the anointing oil was no longer to be found, uh, was that they merely increased him from the four garments of a regular Kohen to the eight garments of the Kohen Gadol. So if someone became Kohen Gadol, it makes no difference whether he was anointed or merely increased in garments, except for the sacrifice, the bull that was brought for all mitzvahs, and we'll see what that means in the Bart Nuro. There's no difference between an officiating Kohen Gadol and a past Kohen Gadol, and again, we'll see what that is. Except for the bull offered on Yom Kippur and the tenth of an Eifa. Let us look in the Bart Nuro. The Kohanim who officiated in the second temple, and also in the first temple after the time of Yoshiyahu, uh, that the, the anointing oil was hidden away in his time. So the Kohen Gadol was only appointed through increasing his garments. They gave him the uniform and not through being anointed with the special oil. So the difference between them is Par Haba Al Kol HaMitzvos, the bull that is brought for all mitzvos, namely, Kohen Meshuach Shehura Heter Bedavar Shezidono Kares, if a Kohen Gadol who had the anointing oil ruled, permitting something that if done intentionally would would uh, entail kares, spiritual excision, and then acted according to his ruling. Then he brings a bulk, etc. So it tells us in the Torah that if the Kohen Gadol makes such a judgment, then, uh, then he has to bring a sacrifice, but that's only the Kohen who had the anointing oil because it says Kohen HaMashiach. Kohen HaMashamesh, the uh, acting Kohen, the serving Kohen. Kohen Gadol, she'irobo psul, uminu acher tachtav, va'avar psulo, v'chazer lavadaso. Let's say the Kohen Gadol had a disqualifying blemish, so they appointed someone to fill in for him, and then he got over whatever was keeping him from doing the job. V'heviru haba tachtav, harishon koroi meshamesh v'hasheni avar. So the one who was originally Kohen Gadol and had to take a break and returned, he is called the Meshamesh, the serving Kohen, and the one who filled in for him is called the Avar, the past Kohen. So in a sense, once a Kohen Gadol, always a Kohen Gadol, he doesn't revert back to regular Kohen position, but there are some differences because he was only a substitute. So one difference is Par Yom HaKippurim. She'i Havishnaim. He can't bring two can only bring one, and the Kohen who's serving is the one who gets to bring it. And similarly, the tenth of an Eifa that the Kohen Gadol brought every day, because again, you can't have two of them. However, in all other matters, both Kohanim Gadolim, the current one and the past one, are equal. 
If they want, they can bring the incense or they can do any other service on, on demand. And they wear the eight garments. And both of them are commanded to marry only a virgin. And they're told they're not allowed to marry widows. And they uh, can do their work even in a state of mourning, which regular Kohanim cannot. So all the laws of the Kohen Gadol apply to the past Kohen Gadol, except for these two things that can't be duplicated. Mishnah Yud. There's no difference between the big altar, the main altar, and a person's private altar, except for the carbon Pesach. At a time when people were allowed to have their own private altars, they were still not allowed to offer the carbon Pesach, the Passover sacrifice, except at the main altar in the Mishkan, in the tabernacle. Zehaklal, this is the general rule. Kol shehu nidar unidav, anything that is voluntarily offered and brought, Kariv Babama, that could be done on a private altar. And anything that's not voluntarily brought, Eno Kariv Babama, that could not be brought on a personal altar. Looking in the Bartonuro, Ein Ben Bamagadola, Bishas Heter Habamos Mairi, this is talking in a case when people could build their own private altars. Bamagadola, he Bamas Tsibor. The big Bama, the big altar, was the public altar, Shahisa Benov Givon. That was in the tabernacle in the Mishkan when it was located in Nov and when it was located in Givon. Labama Katana, a small altar, shall call Yachid Viyachid, of any individual. Shall Echad Haya Oseb Bama because anyone could build an altar for himself. Elapsachim, the only difference between these is the carbon Pesach, the Passover sacrifice. And anything that's similar to Psachim. Which is obligatory sacrifices that had a set time like the Karban Pesach did. Like the daily sacrifices or the special sacrifices that were brought on holidays. That is the end of Mishnah Yud. Join us tomorrow. We will conclude the first chapter and begin the second chapter of Masechus Megillah.